Dude, how long have you been standing there? An hour. An hour? Are you serious? I've mastered the ability of standing so incredibly still that I've become invisible to the eye. Watch. You, you're eating a Zarg nut. But my movement was so slow that it's imperceptible. Mm -hmm. I'm sure I'm invisible. Hi, Drax. Hello and welcome back to A Star Contrast where we discuss the differences and similarities from Marvel Comics to their MCU counterparts. And we're your hosts, Jeffrey. And die hello hello and welcome back everybody wb Woo! what's going on we are back in uh, rainy california <laughs> it has <laughs> been flooding california. apparently <laughs> yeah. for the last three days yeah man D- did you see oh yeah I, you saw that clip i sent you of disneyland yeah nuts yeah and then just la in general and i'm like yeah. it's times like that where i'm like <laughs> i'm glad i work from home <laughs> Amen there. Because, yeah, that rain was yeah. just was nonstop, at, at f- least for 48 hours straight. 100%. Yeah. And I, at first, because, you know, they issued us uh, an email. An oh, yeah, the flood warning. Email. Yeah. They're like, hey, guys, uh, we're getting heavy rain, so stay home. And I was like, cool. And I was like, it's probably not that bad. And then I saw pictures of that. That was pretty bad. And I was like, oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I went, I, went, <laughs> I went to Sam's house on, on Sunday mm-hmm. in Chino Hills. And I was all right. And I, I left that night. I was all right, I'm going to go home. So then I, I'm leaving and I'm like, and I'm on the drive back. I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> it's bad. It was bad, it was, yeah. I was you... like, ah, my hand, it was so bad. My Both of my hands were on the wheel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was driving right. correctly. I was sitting yeah. upright. I was hands <laughs> at 10 and two. Yeah. I was like, I, 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 I had the heat. I had the, the defrosters on. Yep. I had high on the windshield wipers. Yeah, I was like, oh. And like if, if any slight of like a like a little like, it's like a slight hydro, yeah. I'm like I'm like I'm right here shaking. <laughs> Locked in. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm just right here. I'm what? like I'm like I'm like Steve Rogers dumping the ship onto the sea. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I got it, Peggy. I'll meet you next week. He's vibrating with energy. <laughs> I I really I felt really bad. And this is the last thing I'll say on the rain thing is that I was driving and I full on watched somebody drive near a biker like on a bicycle and just boom just splash zone the entire the entire wave just went up and over this poor person and i was like are you talking about a biker like, like on a on motorcycle a bicycle oh first they of all got, what are you doing yeah. <laughs> why are you out fair, unless that's your fair. only mode of transportation yeah, yeah, yeah. that's fair but if I wow really bad i was like oh no Gosh. And then I tried to not do it. But oh, you know, man. What can you do? But yeah, yeah I, I, you gotta love, gotta love the weather actually being wintry. But, you Think, know, I mean, yeah. We're getting a short 
winter officially, so it'll be spring. spring I'll say, as long as it stays 50 degrees, 60 <laughs> degrees, I'm fine. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Well, um, in other news, but related, happy Lunar New Year Woo! to those who celebrate. It is the year of the dragon, which is also Fing Fing Foom. I'm surprised. I don't know. Maybe did I miss it? Did Marvel not use Fing Fing Foom in their I have not year? seen any Marvel things That's for that. That's a miss. That's a miss. Well, they have until today as this episode drops to oh. do it because that this is today is actually lunar new year itself so hopefully we'll see some thing thing foom stuff um but uh right around the corner is valentine's day Woo. for those of you keeping track i'm not but madam webb is officially Same. hitting theaters <laughs> i got my ticket and i joked with jeff about this i didn't even bother asking you i was like mm, i'm gonna let him watch it on his own time <laughs> especially not on valentine's day but I sent the thing to Jeff and I was like, Jeff, I am literally the only ticket booked in this theater. To this day, though? I haven't checked it as of today, but I was definitely, and I I booked after, like I was going to book a week before that. Uh And I was like, "Uh, I'll do it later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I did it. I checked thinking, oh, maybe there's some more. No, I was still the only person. So I'll check. But uh, that's going to be fun, I guess. It will be. Oh, can't wait to see those opening or projected numbers. Um, that's gonna that's gonna be a tough one. Uh, but I did I did promise a few people if I am the only person or if I'm in the one of five people in that theater, uh-huh. I'm live tweeting the hell out of that thing. Okay, <laughs> so we'll get up. You should watch tweet. it with the Dune Two popcorn bucket. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, God, every time I see that thing, I'm like, nope. Thing is inappropriate. No, it's not good. <laughs> it's not. But they they got what they wanted. Everybody's talking about it. Everybody. I mean, it was on Jimmy Kimmel. Everybody's <laughs> talking about it. Um, but uh, yeah. So in other spidery news, more important spidery news, uh, Spider Man Two New Game Plus is yes. coming finally on finally. March. Finally, I hope it's good. So new skins. New skins. I don't know what else. Uh, <laughs> there was something else they I'm mentioned. I'm hoping new story. Yeah. There's gotta be. New playable characters. New playable yes. characters was one. So I hope so. What does that mean? Is it just I just Venom? hope it I just hope it's good because it, yeah. they're all, they're also following up God of War Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. Who they're they're not not new game plus. They're but straight they, up a new game, right? Yeah, but they had no, but they had a DLC which was free. Yeah. And it's really good. Like the story's like long. Like it's a good long story. Reminds me, did we have to pay for Spider-Man one new game plus? Or the DLC? Sorry. DLC, yes. We did? Yeah. I don't remember paying for yeah, it, yeah, but yeah. I mean, I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. Well, snaps. But But then I didn't I didn't buy it when it first came out, but it was after Miles Morales, and then Miles Morales got remastered, mm-hmm. and then you can, if you if you have the remastered, if you have it remastered, you can buy the DLC for, so I think I got it for maybe like five, six bucks, because it was super cheap. Yeah. And it was obviously like two or three years after. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, you have to pay for it. That's why when... When God of War Ragnarok released our DLC and everyone and like oh it's free everyone was like what okay it's not gonna be like long or whatever but no it was it was a hefty story and really fun. So what are the chances it'll be Spider Verse? <laughs> I doubt it. It's gotta be yeah. an it's gotta be an extension of one of the stories, but I don't think it's gonna be that one. I think it's gonna be the chameleon one. Yeah, I think so. Maybe too. possibly. There's a little spoiler alert. Cindy Moon. Maybe they touch on that a little bit. Yeah, because I think that would be a good segue if they're if in number three they're going to go Spider Verse in any way. Mm. 
that would be a good thing to kind of usher her into. Yeah. Unless she is the new character that you get to play as. Maybe. Right? Maybe. I was like, wow, that would be kind of amazing. I just hope it's uh, just extra content that you can spend hours. Yeah. That's all, that's it. That's all I, I care want, about. I don't want to finish it in two hours. I want to finish it in like nine. <laughs> but we'll yeah. see. Um, and finally, uh, in other Marvel news. So... <laughs> Although Rob Liefeld is officially leaving Deadpool behind as far as the actual comics go, the yeah. trailer is expected. So if we're recording this and it's dropping on Saturday, the trailer is supposed to drop tomorrow Yeah, for Super Bowl Sunday. So any predictions? <laughs> that's what everyone's like. Right. That's what people have been predicting for the last couple of months. Right. So, I mean, it's the perfect time to do it. Sure. Uh, might as well. Do you think it's going to be like a tiny like... Just a tiny. It'll be a te- I think it'll be a teaser. Teaser like trailer. A, like a 30 second teaser. Yeah. Okay. And then the real trailer will come out when it's supposed to. I don't sure. know when they usually come out. Yeah. Maybe a month after. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Or a week after. Yeah. Um, I will be I'm on YouTube a lot, so I always get that I get always get the Marvel trailers recommended to me. So I will be waiting. Yes. I don't know if I'll be watching <laughs> the game. I don't know if I'll yeah, be man. home to watch the game yeah. or whatever, but yeah, definitely going to wait for that YouTube drop. Yeah, so. Yeah, excitement. So if you're excited, tell us what you're excited about or what you like from the trailer. We'd love to hear from you. And last but not least, if you still have not watched The Marvels, the film is officially available on Disney Plus for streaming. I feel like I keep saying this, but I guess it was first it was the digital drop. Yeah. And then, or not even, what was it? It was available for rent. And yeah, then yeah, yeah. did a digital drop. Like, take it home with you. And yeah. then, yeah, they're like, you're like. Okay, cool, it's streaming? No. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so now it is officially on Disney Plus, and so you can watch that um, if you have not. But again, yeah. seeing more, I can more finally people. Re- can finally rewatch it. Yeah. Now I'm just waiting for the assembled on it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, which should drop any day now. Which, reminder, I have not seen the Echo uh Oh, you haven't? Yet. No, it's really but good. that is... Oh, is it good? Yeah. And, uh, but that is also streaming, so get you some of that. Uh, so, yeah, I guess we can jump into it. Uh, but before that, reminder, we are not experts, and we don't claim to be. We're just a couple of nerds nerding out. And uh, this episode, we're doing, again, a Cosmic Rewind to cover one of our Guardians of the Galaxy Drax the Destroyer! <laughs> Drax! <laughs> Do you have a Drax impersonation? <clears throat> she just told you your deepest, darkest secret! You must be so embarrassed! <laughs> Such a good one. Uh, the cats are confused. The cats are like, what is happening? So yeah, um, Drax. Created by Jim Starlin and Mike Frederick. So again, Jim, oh, Jim Starlin. Starlin. Yeah. Jim Starlin's the man. You're talking about Thanos, Gamora. All your cosmic characters are coming out of the beautiful mind of Jim Starlin. Yeah. Um, and and he is still active in every which way. Like mm-hmm. he's still in the in the game. He still goes to conventions. Nice. He's, still, he's on it, and he's like got to be in his 70s, 80s at this point. Oh wow. It's wild. Yeah. It's really. He's a legend, and so. Um, Drax himself, his first appearance was in it. Okay, this is going to be interesting because, uh, gosh, I, who was it? We've been covering characters where their first appearance is like in a very unlikely title. Yeah. And so for Drax the Destroyer, like, okay, Rocket Raccoon, his technical first appearance was in The Incredible Hulk, right? Yeah. Drax the Destroyer, Invincible Iron Man. Whoa. 
number 55, cover dated February 1973. So, you know, to this almost to this month. Uh, this is essentially Drax's anniversary. Do you want to give a go at how much? 73. 73. A buck. No. Do oh. I? Damn. Oh. I think the last one threw me up like, because one the debut the last one was yeah. like super late. Yeah, because like think eighties eighties is kind of about where it goes to the dollar. Everything before that, we're going low. Seventy five. No. Eighty five. Nope. Lower. Lower. Oh, <laughs> it's a whopping S- twenty cents. Uh, t- not even 25, two dimes. Damn. Five nickels will wow. get you this issue. And so here is the cover of Invincible Iron Man number 55 with Drax there in the, in the center. Oh, wow. Very different from what you might be used to. Oh, my to. gosh. Right? Quite different. And so I'll post this on social. Um, and, and yeah, it's, it's certainly a different era. Uh, again, just a quick reminder, this is the era where Tony Stark had to physically manually put on every piece it's of his gotta suit. It's got to take forever, dude. And it was very interesting rereading this one or at least this this era of Iron Man because he goes as far as to like roll up the yellow part. So like I was like, "Wait. It's like a it's like nanotech, but he had to full on like pull it up like a sleeve." Oh. And he's pulling it up like tights, but it's still sucks to his body and then it's like fitted metal oh it's so bizarre yeah i was like okay okay but uh but yeah anyway so this issue um the cover price was 20 cents and then in the modern day ages there is a reason i was thinking about it the other day because drax is actually one of the guardians of the galaxy that i don't own the comic yet Mm. very rare i have everybody else literally everybody else except for i think yondu groot and Drax. Mm. And it's because they all fall in this really expensive tier. Oh, really? But there is a good reason for it. So the highest on short box is a CGC 9.6 for a cool $5,000. Um, whereas biggie. eBay has a CGC 6.5 for 1900 A fair market value seems to be about $2,800 to $3,800. Oh, my so gosh. So the person on short box is asking for too much, essentially. Um but, you know, I mean, hype is hype. So they're, they're, they're going to get as much as they want for it. Um, whereas the lowest I found was a CGC 3.0 for uh, $425. 4.0? 3.0. 3.0? For 400 bucks, yeah. Gosh. And then a 2.5, ironically, for more on eBay for $445. But the interesting thing, so this is the first time we've actually encountered this type of the grading um while doing the show, but the one on eBay, the 2.5 is a restoration version. So mm. the gold series is the signature series. Blue is normal. Restoration, it's a purple one. So you see a purple strip at the top, and it essentially is exactly that. The book was restored by a certified vendor or somebody uh. who fixed it in a way, like made the pages a little whiter or yeah, yeah, it's a little cleaner. Yeah. yeah. But you know, eh. uh, but yeah, so it's it's restored from its original quality. It's still lower in condition, it, but it met regulations necessary to make rank. So that's forty four hundred forty five, and then raw. If you just want the the comic itself, it's about three hundred bucks. 
So <laughs> I've just what? I've just never been in a position where I'm like, I'll take that Drax destroyer for three hundred. Yeah, people. yeah. <laughs> like I'll even, take it. Yeah, I got rockets for less than that. You know what I mean? Which is kind of uh, crazy. And that one, I feel to me at least, is worth more. But again, there is a reason why the book is so expensive, and it's not just because of Drax the Destroyer. Uh huh. So the reason for that is that not only is it his first appearance, but a few other characters, uh, including the two that you see on the cover called the Blood Brothers. Uh-huh. These two guys that look like the thing had a baby with a monkey and yes. Red Skull. Yeah. <laughs> a character named Mentor, a character named Kronos, Mentor's son, Star Fox, uh-huh. and Star Fox's brother, Thanos. Wow. Yeah. So they know. all come in at that same time. I mean, time. a Jim Starlin comic, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Jim Starlin was like... Screw it. Let's yeah, just let's throw everybody in there. <laughs> exactly. So they're all making their first appearance in this book. That's crazy. So that's what kicked it up. Like, I think Drax is, like, actually on the bottom. So it's, I would say it's Thanos, Drax, uh, Star Fox, Kronos, Mentor, then the brothers. Um, in order of importance. But, but yeah. So first exposure to the character. I mean, it has to be Guardians. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dave mean, Bautista. Yeah. Yeah. He brought it. He brought <laughs> it. Uh, me? I would say, honestly, more or less, yes. But I, again, I we covered this before. I started reading the modern Guardians of the Galaxy not too long before the movie came. Not not too long, yeah, before the movie came out. Uh-huh. So maybe two or three years before that. So around 2000s, like somewhere in the 2000s is where I actually became hyper aware of this is who this character is. Otherwise, he was just some green dude. <laughs> yeah, green background. dude. Yeah, yeah. I mean, crazier. And, and, I, and I suspect that he is also, again, one of the characters they introduced in the 70s, kind of wrote out in the 80s, mm-hmm. and then he just went away until they were like, well, Got to bring him out of the vault and, <laughs> and reuse him and make him, you know, relevant again. Um, and so for this one, I do have Drax in my tiny Marvel mini book. Oh, man, Jeff, you're in for a ride. <laughs> it's always extensive. <laughs> this one is probably one of the top, not at all the same <laughs> origins. All right. All right. You ready for this? It's going to get you almost immediately. When his human body died in a car crash, Earthmen, Arthur Douglas's still living consciousness was spared by the Titan known as Mentor and placed inside the superhuman form of Drax the Destroyer with a single-minded mission to annihilate the mad Titan, Thanos. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Whoa. A lot to unpack. Yeah. <laughs> and that was just one paragraph. And so for for your curiosities, uh, Drax is six foot four uh-huh and 680 pounds whoa that's a lot um and his place of origin is burbank california Did you say burbank he's from burbank <laughs> we're both from california so this is particularly funny for us literally three of those facts do not correlate <laughs> <laughs> like what he's from burbank california <laughs> it's gonna get so good <laughs> yeah he lives on the Disney lot or what? Like, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so this is, again, this is a very interesting story. So, so yeah, Drax, Drax, his entire background originates um, with, with the Titans. So the Titans are those 
descendants of Saturn's Earth, uh, Earth moon, mm. the largest moon. So that's Thanos's sanctuary. Okay. He lived on Titan, right? The whole thing yeah. is Titan. Wow. So this is where we're thinking about the headspaces. Okay, we're on Titan. It's that ever advancing science, art, and beauty, the the people of the planet that were very progressive in that way. And so um, the rulers are then introduced in this story. Because again, this is their first appearance. Mm-hmm. So Mentor as the ruler of, of Titan and then his two sons, Eros... So Star Fox is also Eros, but they call him Eros. Yeah, so Eros. So for those of you who are not informed, this is Harry Styles. That's so hilarious. <laughs> Harry Styles, uh, Eros the Inter- Eternal, and Thanos. And so it's so interesting because Thanos is introduced and he's not the same huge hulking purple grape looking guy, right? He's yeah. much slimmer. He just looks like he's... Uh, Fit. Almost human. Yeah. Oh, okay. Almost human, but his face is still, you know, what it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and so you kind of get the vibe that, okay, Thanos stood out. He was very different from his brother and father. Again, no mother is mentioned, at least at this time. And so Thanos himself then attempted to overcome his his family and rule Titan himself. And so whereas Titan was this peaceful domain, he wanted to, he introduced the idea of weapons into the fray. And so everyone was like, what is he doing? Cause he yeah. like created the gun <laughs> on his planet. Right. And so he wanted to overthrow in a violent way. And so because of that, they, they, they marked him as a criminal and mm-hmm. then he was immediately exiled. <laughs> and so over time, Thanos, of course, you know, he's traveling the galaxy, starts cultivating this really powerful, savage army um, throughout the cosmos. And then, mentor uh looking for a resolve to like stop his son mm-hmm. his exiled son he calls upon the power of eternal chronos who i mentioned is also like this is his first appearance and chronos um then the two of them together uh you know use their power so chronos is this sort of disembodied entity and he has temporal powers and so you know he can make anything he can create anything Jeez. and you never see him. <laughs> He's just in the stars. Right. And so Kronos then creates a warrior from galactic power and solar winds, quote unquote, <laughs> releasing him from a planet's crust. So it's very much like a, a Sam Raimi movie where this, this fist just comes out of the a planet, a planet's dirt and he pulls himself from the rubble. That's and so funny. <laughs> yeah. And it's Drax the destroyer. And his only purpose is to, stop Thanos. Mm. That's, that's all he is meant to do. And so that is seemingly the end of his story. In the introduction, that's all they give you. <laughs> but, of course, that's not it, considering what we just read in the book. Yeah. So it isn't until more than a year later we then learn the truth of Drax's origin in Captain Marvel number 32, wow. cover dated May 1st, 1974. So it's more than a year later that... And in Captain Marvel. And so this is the era of Captain Marvel where it's still Marvel. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So man, Captain Marvel. Uh-huh. Um, and so another very cosmic book, Jim Starlin is at the helm again. And so um, Drax enters the story along with uh, other familiar cosmic adjacent characters. And they're all battling it out. Iron Man is also there again. It's... So funny because, like in the in the old books, he's depicted not nearly as 
tech savvy and strong as he is now like uh-huh. now like nobody it would be difficult to take iron man down mm-hmm. but back in the day dude like again you see on the cover they get him in a headlock it's over <laughs> it's like dang so so he's also present but drax is essentially surviving his last attempt to kill thanos mm-hmm. and so at this point in time thanos has possession of the cosmic cube so the tesseract. the tesseract, he's got the Tesseract. And so uh, that amplifies his power. It allows him to become this deity of sorts. And so he's like one of those that are of the stars and he, he's so huge and powerful and like almost like Galactus-like, if you will, right? Yeah, yeah. And so Thanos then forces Drax to question the roots of where, where his hatred even came from. Like, cause you know, Drax is like, I have to destroy you. And he's like, did you ever stop to think why? <laughs> literally what he says to it yeah and, and Jax is like damn oh. yeah, exactly. damn <laughs> and so um so so then Thanos equipped with the cosmic cube uses that power to unlock the memory that is essentially kept away in Jax's mind mm. but of course this was like I don't know if they planned this or if they just thought we should probably give the man a better storyline and so Thanos unlocks this memory. It's then we're introduced to the scenario. <laughs> it's a picture, if you will. I think I have the screenshot ready, but it's 1953. There's a long stretch of a dark road in Nevada. Mm-hmm. And a man by the name of Arthur Samson Douglas <laughs> is driving on the road with his wife Yvette and their daughter Heather after seeing his favorite musical artist in concert, Elvis <laughs> Presley. Okay. <laughs> And let me just say, I didn't, I didn't expand on it later on, but Arthur was also a saxophonist. Okay. There's this amazing screenshot of him in a modern comic, and he looks like Ron Swanson playing a saxophone. Because <laughs> didn't Ron Swanson have an alter ego? Yes. What's his name? You know what I, I'm talking uh, about, I right? do know. I, I, did, I didn't watch that show religiously, but I'm, oh, I'm aware of that. Gosh, yeah. yeah. Like, they, they figure it out. Like, what the? Who? What? Yeah. Ron? It's basically that. Okay. That's what, that's what Arthur Douglas looks like. And so, so yeah, they're on the, the way home. They just saw Elvis Presley. They're jazz. They're going back to Burbank. And then it's a dark The Burbank night. thing kills me every time, <laughs> so dude. That's funny. just... Oh, where do you live off the 134, or do you live off uh, near 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 Ventura? Like exactly. what? What? <laughs> Drax, where do you where do you live? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, it's so funny. And so, uh, so this spaceship, this foreign craft, as they call it, zooms by overhead, and it comes back around, and whoever is on that ship decides to blow up the car. It veers off the road, it flips, it go- catches on fire, immediately kills Yvette and Arthur. Mm-hmm. And then we're, we then learn that it was Thanos. And so that was his first earthbound exploration. And so he, he basically was like, oh no, they saw me. I, I messed up. Like, <laughs> I can't have witnesses. And so he decided to kill them. Oh my God. And so he, he has killed the parents and little does he realize that the child actually wandered away from the scenario so uh-huh. so uh so heather she's probably ugh, i want to say four no older than six gets away from the accident almost unscathed she's like obviously like she's hit her head or something mm-hmm. gets away from the accident thanos has no idea but she's retrieved and then um saved if you will and we'll talk about more of that later but Arthur's soul 
right, is seized then. At the same time, all this, all these cosmic stars are essentially aligning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is when Cronus is like, I'm going to forge a warrior that will stop Thanos. Yeah. And it happens to be the same time that Arthur is like ascending. <laughs> and so he takes Arthur. Yvette is nowhere to be found. Okay. She's like immediately abandoned in the storyline. He takes uh, Arthur's soul, then puts it into Drax the Destroyer. Drax is then Risen. Born. Yeah. Risen. Exactly. And so, funny. so his hatred for Thanos because of that series of events is then embedded in his soul, and that's mm. why he wants to destroy kill to destroy Thanos. Him. Yeah, I mean so, that kind of aligns with Dave Bautista's a little bit, which, like motor, yeah, yeah. Which speaking of, first seen in Guardians of the Galaxy 2014, and then last seen in 2023's Guardians Volume Three. Wow, directed by James Gunn, and so yeah, it's. It's interesting because, like, again, it seems so whack and out of place because, like, what? He was an Earther? But then when you get to the nitty-gritty of it, that, like, Thanos killed my family, it's like, oh, actually, <laughs> yeah, that tracks. And so that's that's essentially what fuels the Drex that we know from the MCU. So let's take it back a little bit, and we first meet Drax in the kiln uh, in his yellow prison trousers. <laughs> and... That I love that shot, and of course I know Guardians of the Galaxy like backwards, you know what I yeah. mean. So, but I love the shot, the treatment of it. Essentially, like the camera slowly zooming in on this gigantic sort of man just sitting on the bench. Yeah, and it's like a nice little vignette is around him. Yeah, and yeah. He just really stands out, but he's silent until. God, I don't even know which part where he actually says his first line, but it it's quite a while. Yeah. After they show him. I think it's um Oh, it's in the when they they, they they take Gamora yeah. to the bathrooms yeah. and the yeah, showers. The showers, yeah. And we finally hear his voice and and he's almost immediately hilarious. You fool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What does he say? Um, I don't know the exact line. He's like, yeah. you fool. Yeah. She's mine. Yeah, his voice is so good. <laughs> Dave Batista. And I wasn't familiar with Dave Batista at all. Oh, really? No. I did not know of the his WWF oh, stuff. Oh, dude, I I am a huge fan of Oh, really? Of yeah. Yeah. Oh, so you, like, did I you love- know him before Drax? Oh yeah! Wow! Yeah, I watched WWE growing up. Oh wow! That's why. Like he yeah. was always, um, he was one of the best heels in the W in mm. the wrestling. Like he would always play like the bad guy. Yeah, and he's okay. friggin' he's thri- like scary. I've scary. seen a couple of clips because he's posted them in the aftermath. Yeah. So no, so that's why like seeing him in in Garden, I was like, I was like, oh shoot, like yeah, oh, he's going cool. for it, yeah. And he was funny, so I'm sure that was also. Yeah, because I forget the movies he tried before. I don't know if he tried movies before that. Because mm. I, yeah, because I think I, it was his. I think that's been a talking point that that was actually his first real. Oh man! If game. that is, then good for. Oh, it might be, and then that's what yeah. transpired. Other roles past yeah, that. Yeah, because exactly. it was like him and, um, like he was the first like wrestler to to kind of break through. Yeah. To it, and then like, and then John Cena is having a lot of success with it too. Yeah. Um, rock was before or after that oh i'm sorry it was the rock so oh, okay. i think it was the rock i think it was the rock first and uh, then okay. i think dave, dave like yeah. wanted to like like oh like let me try it. like i want to try it out yeah. and it and i yeah he got it i mean he killed it, it in, in so good yeah in, Gar- in first guardians yeah i absolutely loved him in the guardians um and also yeah like the, the whole thanos thing because you never quite aside him saying like he killed my wife and daughter <laughs> like that's it 
that's like that's it that's all you get until guardians 2 and him bonding with mantis and but i will say that i i forgot until today actually that there is have you seen all the deleted scenes from all the films or you just kind of like guardians one in particular most of them probably yeah because in guardians one there is a a a clip where they deleted the the context of his family right and it and uh, we're gonna get into it in the next section a little bit more but there's this entire scene where he actually softly discusses like why it's so important to him to get revenge yeah and um and so we we then get a little more of that in volume two when he talks to mantis about like oh you remind me of my daughter Mm -hmm. um and but we never quite get more than that which is kind of wild if you think about it like mm, oh, like it. like like more context yeah, for, of his family none. yeah and even with his fight with ronin like he's he's obviously like raging yeah but he's pretty much it they never say anything more and i'm like i almost feel i like i get it because he he even before volume three came out he was always like yeah you know i hope i get to get get revenge for drax so like really take it up but he never does he never quite does mm. um infinity war and end game kind of the same right because he's not necessarily a main player there's the scene with spider-man and they're all trying to overthrow thanos but yeah but it's just it's, it wasn't yeah. his battle no to end right which you know yeah it's fair enough. <laughs> yeah exactly i'm sure if james gunn actually had the power to, to to change that i think he would have done a little more in favor for sure the guardians but you know you know how it goes but of course there that then brings us to volume three where i think we get the most of drax ever that yeah. we've seen in in the previous films right and and um the soft side of him and he's like you know like manta says is like he's not dumb what did she say oh what <laughs> I still does haven't she rewatched say? it i can't i forget it but yeah yeah, yeah. something like, something in that vein yeah. and i think it was like when they saved the kids yeah that's when you really like you're like oh yeah okay yeah. like yeah <laughs> <laughs> and he's just so much more than than you know literal context he's more than just the literal yeah, just, oh i remember i remember was it um nebula was like you know how to speak their language? Yeah. Yeah. Why didn't you say so? You never asked. <laughs> I know. I was like, oh, actually, <laughs> that's a fantastic um, thought because, yeah, it, it's one of those things, right? Like, you don't know unless you ask. And so the presumption and being presumptuous yeah. that he didn't know any better is actually like, yeah, guys, you never asked him anything. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, and, and so, yeah, he, Dave has really cultivated this really amazing character mm-hmm. and he genuinely makes me laugh so hard as Drax. No, like, he's great. Like there's that part in volume one where he skid, where they're skidding after they're doing the, the space battle and they land inside of Ronan's ship. And yeah. he's like, yes, he's like, yeah, it was <laughs> awesome. <Yeah. laughs> makes me laugh every time. And then of course the iconic, Infinity War scenario after Star Lord and Gamora making out. Yeah, she's like, "How long have you been there?" <laughs> what does he say? He, he's like, he's like forty five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Eating his Zark nuts, and then you know, like, 
like what the whole invisible thing yeah like do you know maybe you know this because i don't know this is that a is that a plug for John Cena or is that just genuinely the humor of I, I feel like it's just like the humor. Yeah. Because he's like, I've mastered the ability of standing so incredibly still <laughs> that I am an invisible. Yeah, that's like the slow zark. <laughs> he's like, dude, we, we, can, we can see you. He's like, no. <laughs> Hi, Drax. Hi, Drax. He's like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, which is more reason to love his dynamic with Mantis. So uh, when it comes to aesthetic, so I want to jump right into aesthetic because it is very important for this particular character. And so uh, on our doc, Jeff, you'll see like three iterations of Drax, two <laughs> comic and one is MCU. And you can see right off the bat, Drax has undergone some modifications <laughs> over time. And so he leapt from this very classic purple and green caped brute looking uh reminds me of a superhero is that a, the martian dude from dc oh man yeah. man whatever man, Ma- martian Mar- manhunt man, man. martian manhunter is maybe, that it maybe martian so, dude martian dude yeah martian <laughs> you're right actually yeah martian martian man martian man. <laughs> Martian Manhunter. That's the vibes it gives me. Oh, interesting. Me. Okay. That's a take for sure. I mean... I think. I'm thinking of also the version from... Like uh, a few things put together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking of the version from um, the, the the bat flick. Uh, post-credit, there's a post-credit scene. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, he's very superhero-y. You know, he's got boots and capes with a giant belt and yeah. gauntlets on each wrist. And Six pack. Si- 12 so pack. So funny. <laughs> yeah. And so, of course, you know, in, in our previous episodes, we've discussed like the color, the science of color. And so um, Drax himself, the green and purple. Again, it's science, hubris, um, and also like chaos in a weird way. Yeah. And so it's that that pretty much represents the character, especially with the touches of red that he then gets in his second, more modern iteration, mm-hmm. um, which is definitely the most uh, similar to what we see in the movies. And of course, they arrived at the same time. So mm. it was kind of like, this is what he's going to look like in the film. Let's change him in the comics when we reintroduce the Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm. And so he was then introduced as that, you know, the green version shirtless um, with tattoos and then Dave Batista came with the look as well. And so although his tattoos are simplified in the comics these days, they, they definitely hold, uh, more nuance in the MCU. Um, and so, yeah, back to that cut scene from volume one, he points out to, to rocket and Groot. And he says like, Oh, this is the birth of my daughter. This is when Hovet was killed. And yeah. like, he points to certain parts on his chest. And so, I don't. I, I wish they didn't cut it, and that might have also been repeated a little bit in Volume Two. But yeah, if it's something that unless you look closely or you see like high res photos of of the character, you yeah. won't, you won't really see it. It just looks like a art. It looks like art on his body. Yeah. Um, and you know, aside from those things, the biggest attribute of difference is that Drax is also notably green in yeah. the comics, um, and he still is. He still is. They didn't change anything about that. And he's gray in the films. And so I, I feel like, it, <laughs> I feel like it's, it's pretty obvious that the reason is pretty simple for that. It's because green is difficult to work with on a green screen. 
Well, that and also um, Gamora <laughs> is green. Gamora. <laughs> exactly right. And Gamora is also green. And James Gunn has said that, you know, like people have asked, like, why isn't Drax green like in the comics? And he's like, green screen, Gamora. Like, <laughs> Can't have two green characters. <laughs> exactly. They would they would look very interesting. And so Gunn yeah. decided to change up the coloration. Um, and it's actually very cool because if you do see, again, like Hyra's photos of the character, you can see he's like almost speckled like granite yeah, or like cosmic rock. Or yeah, something. it's super cool. Super duper cool. And so if you click the link that says uh, color accurate fan art, mm-hmm. Jeff, you're going to see what Dave Batista would have looked like as a green and red Drax. And I am okay with the gray. <laughs> I prefer the gray. Yeah. That's it's a lot. That's a lot. It's, it's, su- a it's super like, okay, whoa. Yeah. Even if they toned it down to look more like Gamora green, it still would have been overkill. Seeing two green people yeah. on, a, on, on a screen, yeah. it would have definitely been like, yeah. okay, what's going Jarred. on here? Yeah. They, they made a, a very good call making him gray. And so uh, the entire process, as, as a lot of you may have heard, it, it took upward of five hours for, for Dave to get into the full Drax makeup and the team eventually got it down. They streamlined it. They did him a solid and it took him <laughs> two to three hours after Not the fact. Not bad. But man, and I'm sure you've seen this, Jeff, like there's that time lapse of him like with his arms up on like pipes and he's just standing oh, yeah. there for hours. And I was like, oh my God, it's so brutal. I mean, yeah, ima- imagine like you're going in for a day of work and your call time's at, at like, let's say it's nine, right? Yeah. Yeah, and but like your the work starts before that. You have to be in the in the makeup chair, or whatever yeah. trailer at five. Yeah, and you're like, oh god. And then Chris Pratt just gets to roll in like an hour before two and hours. And even even with Gamora's green, the, <laughs> yeah. the thing about that is just it's only her face and her arms. Mm-hmm. It's not her whole upper her body. body. Yeah, and yeah. That's why Dave really had it, his work cut out for him. Yeah, because not only is he great, but then they also had to overlay the tattoos on him that too, too which took forever yeah which took forever and so of course he looks the same up until up through endgame and even oh yeah up through endgame and then it's actually in thor i think love and thunder where they actually introduced some sort of vest onto drax and we don't see it fully until volume three yeah so he doesn't get some clothing until then, which is I'm sure he enjoyed because then he just had to do the same thing as Gamora where his neck upward and his forearms or, or his arms need to be painted, but his chest is good. And <laughs> they probably cheated a little bit. <laughs> they probably just wore a bodysuit or something, you know, but, uh, but yeah, you know, it's, it's, yeah. Cheers to that man. He, he did his due um, and he looks fantastic. And so for powers and paraphernalia. So, uh, Considering his uh, creation, if you will, uh, by Kronos, Drax is then titled an avatar of life. So he's immediately then enabled with superhuman endurance, durability, stamina, um, hypersenses, and super strength, as well as a healing factor, which you could pretty much see in the MCU. Like he's almost unstoppable. Almost. Yeah. Not quite. But he's pretty strong. And and so in the comics, avatars of life are individuals who are specifically selected uh, by the cosmos to uphold a, a balance between life and death. And so um, 
He's also, Drax himself has also displayed the, the capability of enhanced strength with a power aura that allows him to combat Thanos. And so they're so, they're so intertwined on a conscious level that he can sense where Thanos is in the galaxy. Oh, wow. Which is how he like is able to just follow him. Right? Oh my gosh. Yeah. So he's like a super stalker. Why are you so obsessed with me? <laughs> <laughs> that's um yeah so so that's why like throughout especially through the the classic comics he's able to just go where thanos is he can just find him kind of creepy it is a little creepy (laughs) yeah they've really they really honed in on the whole like his one purpose thing um and so as far as the avatars of life go there are only two documented avatars of life in the 616 and so that's drax and someone we've kind of touched on here and there, the Magus, a.k.a. Adam Morlock. Oh, wow. And so there there are uh, five avatars of death, however, or they call them also advocates of death. Mm. Uh, a couple of these you might have heard of. And they advocates uh, of death of the the girl death the like the character no, death or no, just death. death. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I don't know actually. Like in that sense, it's kind of like it's probably she's probably has something to do with it. In mm. all honesty, especially with the Thanos aspect, but but let's just call it death okay. uh, in general. The aspect of death, and so uh, while it's Drax and Magus on the the avatars of life side on the on the avatars of death side, there are the Sundersons. Charnel, the Phoenix Force, mm-hmm. Thanos, of course, and a character named Philovel. Philovel? Yes. Do you remember who Philovel is? Phyla. 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 Is that that little girl? Yeah. yeah. The little girl from Guardians of the yeah, Galaxy yeah. Volume 3. Yeah. Yep. Her. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. It's basically Drax's daughter in the MCU now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh no, she's a guardian too. She's a guardian. She's a guardian. Yeah. So that that's that's the wild thing. So Phyla is definitely she's got this whole other thing in the comics. Um, maybe one one day we'll 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 speak more about her. But yeah, very interesting background. So so that little innocent child that you see in Volume Three is very different from her comic book counterpart. One being that she is indeed uh, an avatar of death. Um. But back to Drax. So yeah, in the MCU, he's simple and straight to the point. He has superhuman strength, durability, agility, stamina, and healing factor, as well as impact-resistant skin. Um, So the thing about the comic book Drax is that they most liken him to Hulk. Mm. He's like Hulk. He's just smaller, but bigger than a natural human being, if that makes any sense. Yeah. So that's why initially he was really able to combat against Thanos because Thanos, without the cube was not much bigger than him. Yeah. Whereas in the MCU, like, Thanos is huge. He's He's big. He's a big boy. Um, But yeah, so beyond that, um, Drax, both MCU and comic, is notably never without his knives. Uh, And of course, as we know, it's a running gag in the MCU. I like this knife. I'm keeping it. (laughs) Yes. What? That was my favorite knife. (laughs) Uh, That that, Um, that was my favorite knife. (laughs) I love that guy. Like, <laughs> oh, he's so funny. Um, yeah. So, so next up, love interest. Short but sweet. There is one person on this list, and no one is to no surprise. It is it is Yvette Steckley Douglas, aka Hovat, Hovet or Ovet in the MCU. 
And huh. so, yeah, in the comics, not unlike the MCU, not much is known about Yvette uh, beyond what we previously mentioned. She's from Burbank. <laughs> Dude, it, it throws me off every time. I'm like, no, they're not from L.A. Like, what? Like, what does that mean? That's so funny. I, I don't. Yeah. Throw, it, throws, it literally checks me every time. Right. <laughs> um, and despite uh, nearly 20 appearances and mentions in the comics, we still seem to know more about Heather than Hovat or than than um than Yvette and Hovat. Even mm. though Hovat Ovet, I'm gonna call her Ovet. It just sounds like a, a play on the word on the name Yvette. hundred percent. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. And so so they like specified it, if you will. Sure. So it's yeah. instead of Yvette, it's Ovat or Ovet. And so so yeah, even though even though Ovet doesn't have an MCU counterpart, she's mentioned constantly. So there is also that it's it's dawning on me right now, like in the beginning of volume two, when they're on the the the, the which is it the Bowie at that point? The Bowie? Was yes. It, the Bowie? it was the Bowie, Bowie already, right? Not yeah. the Milano, it was the Bowie. I think so, yeah. So they're on the Bowie and he's talking to Star-Lord after Gamora has abruptly left the room. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, I remember the first time I saw my beloved Ovet. <laughs> what is like a room full of people were dancing and she was not. Like yeah. she was completely still. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so there are these little flickers of, of like characteristics about her that you learn. But yeah. you never get an actual visual of what. Yeah. But that's still more than the comic, which is crazy. Oh, that's funny. It's so funny. Yeah. And so, um, you know. So through the recollections, we, we get to know Ovet, but even the PS, the PlayStation game, we actually get to see her in the game. Do you remember yeah, this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so they've actually given the first real iteration of what Ovet looks like, and and I don't have the screenshot on me, and maybe I'll post it, but yeah, they were, they didn't quite look like exactly like Drax, but they're adorned with a gray, black, red coloring, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, both Ovet and, and their daughter. Um, but yeah, beyond, beyond her, Drax has no real romances whatsoever, though he kind of moved past just fixating on the wife and daughter aspect, like in, in his solo series, like he's openly like, I'm down, Yeah, (laughs) you know, (laughs) like he encounters like ladies and he's like, Hey, um, but, but yeah, he doesn't have any romances to write home about. Uh, but where family, friends, and affiliations are concerned, he's definitely got a lot. Um, we'll start out with the most important of them all, which is Heather Douglas. So this is a very interesting aspect of the character's backstory because, again, in the origin or secondary origin, she's literally a child who walked away from the accident. But it's so much more than that. And so she was then abducted by... I believe one of mentors men. So Thanos's father's henchmen, mm-hmm. henchmen, they're not really bad people, <laughs> abducted the child after the encounter and she was brought to Titan. And then she was raised by Thanos's father. And then she was then tutored by the priests of Titan, which uh, they're named the priests of Shaolam. And okay. so very monk-like, straight up shaved head, like what an earth monk would be just in space. So she's raised as a monk. <laughs> oh my gosh. Very interesting, yes. And so over time, she's able to unlock abilities deep within the human psyche. So because, you know, you, you've heard that statement that like the human brain, we're as 
typical humans, we've only tapped into 12% of what we're yes. our potential, right? Yeah. And so over time on Titan, with the teachings of these space monks, <laughs> she's able to unlock the abilities of the human mind. And so she learns how to, she knows like telepathy and she knows mm-hmm. how to use brain powers. And she then later becomes this heroine named Moon Dragon. Mm. So Moon Dragon's pretty pretty prominent as far as Guardians lore goes. She's been in and out of the books, but she's very interesting looking. Like she's shaved head again. She's bald. She's bald as a cue ball. (laughs) (laughs) And she's, you know, got very lavish looking outfits. But um, yeah, you know, ironically enough, Moon Dragon herself was introduced into the fold the issue before Drax in the comics. Mm. So it's so weird if you think about it. So it's like Moon Dragon's first appearance, Drax the Destroyer's first appearance, then the Drax origin story with the daughter that is immediately impacted with the Moon Dragon origin as well. Mm. <laughs> and then Moon Dragon, freaking, uh, these are so funny. Rocket there, Rocket Rocket Raccoon was introduced in, in Incredible Hulk. Uh-huh. Drax was in- introduced in Invincible Iron Man. Yeah. Moon Dragon was introduced in Daredevil. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's like all over the place. But I, I could tell it was sort of like they had to p- position stuff. Yeah. Like, like we got to get this drop out. Like we got to. And so they're just like. Whoa. Yeah. I wonder how that worked it's, back then. I don't know. It seemed a little chaotic. If, yeah. If you look at it within that short frame. Uh-huh. It's like, what the? <laughs> What are they doing? Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, so she was introduced before Drax, technically, um, even though her origin comes a little later, and that's when they're intertwined. Um, and so her first appearance uh, is Daredevil 105, cover dated November 1973. Oh, after. If he's February. Yeah. So I just course corrected myself. <laughs> <laughs> there so you shortly go. after. But yeah, but it's still before the origin story came together. Okay. So so maybe they just thought, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I don't know. Just throw it in there. Yeah, just throw it in there. So, um, and then I, I wrote a side note here. So after an early encounter with Moondragon in the comics, Drax uh, was, he, he had, I don't know if you want to say he was killed, but he needed to be, he was reborn, essentially, because his mind was so messed up. And so... When he was reborn, he kind of shrank down from his very Hulk-like exterior uh-huh. to something a little more moderate, which is like the Dave Batista, I would say. Yeah. Um, and he lost some of the the previously mentioned powers, so he's just very much a warrior, super strength, but not nearly, you know, what would you call it? <laughs> he's just not nearly as strong as he used to be. He's not OP. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's not OP. He's not OP at all. Um, he's just a very, very seasoned warrior who's very good at what he does. And so in the MCU, uh, there is no Heather Douglas per se, but there has been a Kamaria that has been uh, mentioned very, very much, just like her mother, Ovette. And so even though there's no MCU counterpart, we do... Uh, get a gigantic chunk of Kamaria in the PlayStation game again, yeah. um, which I thought I love that. I love that a lot. Like I unexpectedly, it, it was very much by like by surprise. Mm-hmm. I was so used to not seeing either one of them that I was like, oh, they're just going to mention them. And then, 
but like you get it's like a whole it's a whole backstory it's a whole backstory yeah. loved it made me cry definitely made me cry yeah it was really yeah. it was pretty good no I love the game yeah super duper good um, I'm trying to convince one of my other friends to play it he hasn't played it yet and I'm just like come on man you gotta play it it's <laughs> really good you have to play it it's great um, but yeah so so we even get to visit their home planet right and that that is uh, Katathian on, in the game as yes. far as I remember because you're following you're like chasing her through the garden or whatever yes. it was yeah yeah it's really great um, and, and needless to say, but I'm going to say it anyway, Drax's home planet actually varies depending on the material. So in, in the game, I don't know if this is consistent with the, with the comics, but he's from Katathian and then in the MCU, he's from Kylos. Mm. So it's kind of like, I don't know why, but eh, Kylo. Pro- probably Ky- just need like a fact in there. I guess so. Um, and then of course, you know, beyond, uh, Heather and Kamaria, Drax has the Guardians of the Galaxy <laughs> and Thor. Um, they, of course, the roster varies in, in the comics uh, depending on what era you're reading or looking at. But uh, in the MCU, portrayed by Chris Pratt, Zoe Delana, Bradley Cooper, Vin Diesel, Paul Clemente, Michael Ruger, Shanka, Maria Baklova, and Chris Hemsworth, <laughs> respectively. Four star Lego Guardians of the Galaxy. Just. <laughs> a long list yeah yeah friends um, with everybody yeah and so yeah so 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 any favorite moments with the guardians do you do you prefer any movie more than the other do you oh of the guard of of guardians of the galaxy yeah one, volume one two or three one two or three you can include infinity war and endgame but i mean they're not they're not truly guardian yeah, movies they're not guardians movies ah uh, emotionally <laughs> yeah, like like volume three is so good so, it's just there like emotionally yeah i'm trying to could you rank them someone asked me today they were like where do you rank the jurassic park films because like the (laughs) jurassic world announcement came out right it's so and i was able to uh, so can you do it with guardians that's hard just because when i think of like especially the first movies when i think of first movies you know it's either a hit or miss and mm. volume one transcended, um, I think, yeah. one of the top comic book movies that really was like, oh, oh yeah. these aren't just yeah. comic book films. Like oh. these are, mo- these are f- movies. Art. Yeah. Like, and I think that that's, you know, that's James Gunn's like, like thing. It's like, he's like, yeah, these are comic book characters, but you're gonna, you're gonna relate to them. Oh yeah. And so I think when it came to the first movie, it was just like, oh yeah. Yeah. Like you care about these characters. <laughs> just like Rocket. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Like, like <laughs> oh yeah. Like you, you just, you care about these characters. Yeah. Which I think is more dangerous all around, right? Like it's one thing to relate to them and to find them funny and personable, but to like, yeah, that's why friggin' volume three them? works so well oh. because you're you at yeah. the end of the, at the end of the movie, you gotta be like, why did I cry yep. about a raccoon and his four friends? <laughs> three friends. It's three oh, and this group yeah. of four friends. This group of four friends, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're and you're yeah. like, I don't know why. Dude. Like, why did I just fall in love with me. a raccoon, bunny, yeah. walrus, <laughs> and an otter? And an otter. <laughs> I mean, the otter. So yeah, you're like, oh, I don't know why. Yeah, but you know why yeah. because you care about these characters. Exactly right. So that's why I think I would choose. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's also because of Volume Three. You get a kind of like a. I wouldn't say full circle for all characters, but is a it's full circle enough. Yeah. Where to like Mantis decides like I need to find myself outside of the Guardians. Mm-hmm. Drax is like, 
oh, like I am a, I am a good father. Yeah. Like I'm a great one and mm. I can take care of other peop- people. Other people. Yeah. yeah. And same thing with Nebula. She's like, she's running the nation, yeah. running the, that, um, nowhere. nowhere. Yeah. And so I, oh gosh, to rank them. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's so That's hard. really hard. I, I, really I, I legit really thought hard. I had a, a listing and yeah. then I kept being like, wait, no. What? Oh. I know, especially for me. I mean, I would definitely, I'm very quick to rank volume two last because just because like mm. totally and even the treatment of it all felt different but i know that's because of ego the planet itself yeah it's all because of the environment yeah, that yeah. They're in. I, I i can agree with that but the more i think about volume two and the more i think about going back to watch volume two i'm like dang it is actually really really good though you yeah know? it's not that it's bad at all it's just that it doesn't quite hit the same as one and three Whatever for whatever reason. I think I'd probably say one is the first is number one just because of the like where that where they were from the beginning of the movie mm-hmm. to the end of the movie. Yeah. And just like how all five different just yeah um personalities mm-hmm. just worked. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And how they came together, the whole we are group thing. Yeah. Tears. Yeah. Always. Dance off bro. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I think the dance off. Volume one. Is I think so I think the, I, <laughs> I think the dance off alone. You said it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> We're, We're the guardians, guardians of, of the, the galaxy. galaxy. <laughs> what are you doing? Dance off, bro. <laughs> dance off. Chris Press. Gamora. <laughs> Toss it back. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like I mean soup to nuts. It was so good, and like the like you said, the introduction, the way that they come together. Everything about it was like seamless to me. And then also I will say I keep going back to that shot where he they, he holds this power stone. Yeah. He holds it and you're like, oh man, he's going to die. Yeah, exactly. He's and then explode. all the guardians come up yeah. to, and it's like one of my favorite shots because it goes from like a very chaotic like camera, like yeah. shaking, trying to, you know, yeah. and then once they're all Rumble together, cam. it just smoothens out yeah. and you're like, oh, it okay. In. It locks in yeah. so hard. I remember my uh, a friend of mine, uh, Chris Conway, he... He like ripped the movie immediately after it hit theaters. Yeah. Because he was like, I just need that scene again. That's all I care about. I just need that scene. And he like would play it on repeat, <laughs> but for the same exact reasons. And also, you know, like the, the fact that like Tyler Bates' music. Yeah, is the context is great. So good. And he was like, this is like a perfect scene. And I remember so distinctly, like he like sent me a clip of him watching it. And because at that time, like, again, there was nothing. You couldn't watch it again unless you went to the theater. And I was yeah. like, damn. Because it was so It's so good. good. You know, the I think, yeah, I think even Lee Pace's line before he does, before Chris Pratt does, you said yeah. it yourself, yeah. where Lee Pace is like, how? how? You're mortal. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's pretty good. So good. <laughs> and, and of course, Lee Pace himself, we don't talk to him. We don't talk about him too much uh, in the next section, but he, as a character actor is so incredible yeah as ronan it's just like man and it the way he delivered lines in that scene just really like hit it home and of course the deleted scene scene of him yeah. actually dancing is hilarious yeah um but yeah so i'd probably yeah. say one three two yeah me too just off sheer like yeah i guess if you want to go just big moments and like and growth sure i'd probably one three two one three two yeah yeah same Hard same. But two 
is tragic solely for Peter. Oh, yeah. Like, it's tragic. It's awful. <laughs> it's really awful. Oh, and I also love, like, the the entirety of, like, you're almost persuaded by one and two, like, this is a Peter Quill trilogy. <laughs> yeah. James Gunn just comes in like Thor into Peter Quill's vision is like, nah, nah. this is all Rocket Raccoon. Yeah. Um, and also not not even that, but necessarily, but also that it is about all of them. It's not always just about the one character, which a lot of trilogies are about, right? Yeah. But he really did even the field for all of them, including Drax, which is, again, unexpected, but fantastic. Um, so for notable adversaries, yeah, like I, like I said, we're not going to touch too hard on these. I mean, I'll be honest, even in the comics, he doesn't have a plethora of different villains and, and, and adversaries that he goes toe to toe with. There are just very distinctly two and not even two, just the one. Yeah. (laughs) So first up Ronan, the accuser, there's nothing outstanding between the two in the comics. They even team up sort of at one point. Um, and, and yeah, it, when any interactions arise, it's it's obviously with the rest of the Guardians. So it's never a focus between Drax versus Ronan. It's, yeah. just, it's just they're in the same capacity. And of course, again, Ronan the Accuser portrayed by Lee Pace in the films. So first seen in 2014. 2014. This is the 10th year. Oh my God. I was going to say, I was like, oh, that was like six years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh my God. How? Wow. How? Speaking wow. of. How? So I'm waiting for some 10th anniversary box set to come and take my money. <laughs> like, just take my money, please. Um, I should ask my good friend, my good personal friend, James Gunn, on social media. <laughs> Maybe he'll tell me. Um, but yeah, last scene in Captain Marvel 2018? 2017? 2018? I didn't put the year. Wasn't so. Cap- Captain uh, Marvel. Was Def- Captain Marvel. 20. Come on, Jeff. My heart says 2019. Oh, you're so good. Dude. <laughs> 2019. <laughs> February 2019. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day. Yeah, yeah, you got it. You got it. So yes. yeah, so we haven't seen Ronan since 2019, which of course that makes sense. Um, unless you count What If Season 2 where he made a very brief on-screen appearance That's true, yeah. in Episode 1. Mm-hmm. What If Nebula Joined the Nova Corps. Um, so yeah, very quickly, let's... Let's talk about Ronan versus Drax and that beautiful shot of him falling into the yellow liquid on nowhere. Oh yeah, that was kind of dramatic too. That Very was like that artistic. was like that was definitely one of those uh, moments of the movie where you're like, like oh, everyone's down and down, down and yeah. out. Um, everyone's losing. Gamora's gonna die. Yeah, <laughs> you're like like oh man, this team is like shambles. And sh- yeah, in shambles <laughs> is basically the word. Yeah, yeah that 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 portion was very interesting because they you know. Again, I know too much about Guardians of the Galaxy in general, but <laughs> but I I do very distinctly remember like James Gunn mentioning the the film the the photography right of the film itself and the treatments and like stuff that they would never do again like Peter Quill rescuing Gamora in space they, he would never do that um, treatment because it was underwater they shot it underwater and he said it was pain in the butt um, but on the flip side they did the different frame rates with the slow-mo and in this case Ronan versus Drax where you just kind of they also do these weird push-ups on like what was it what part was it oh yeah like the stone scene for instance right Mm -hmm. where 
he's he, they're f- about to fight to grab the stone and then you just get that push in of Ronan's face and yeah. like he's like slowly like opening his mouth and yeah, his yeah, eyes yeah. are freaking crazy um so so yeah I like the liberties that they took with showing like Drax's weaknesses and also his strengths um and like the blades like when when he's up against uh the Kree soldiers um mm-hmm. including uh, Diamond Hosu, Hanso, Hansu, and how when he flips the two guards and it, it goes from like whatever frame rate. I'm not a frame rate person. I don't know what frame that it's is. Slow mo. But slow-mo, it goes yeah. into the slow mo and his blades are just like dripping with blood. It's yeah. so cool. Um, uh, and then you know all the way to what we just said. The, you said it yourself. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I the entire scene is utterly fantastic and the way that they were able to overcome the, the power stone power stone, right? Not space. Power, power stone. stone. Purple. Yes. Purple. Poiple. <laughs> um, yeah. So that, that's pretty much it for them. Again, like uh, not unlike the comic, they don't really have a direct, Oh, actually just kidding. Cause Ronan, he said that he remembered killing his family. He, and he was like, he was like, he was like, I do remember killing. Yeah. Him. Matter of fact, yeah, I do remember. Yeah, even though it wasn't really him. Yeah, but but it was that's Thanos I want. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, they don't. He he has obviously more against Ronan in the MCU than he did in the comics. But when it comes to the big baddie, like I said, to, col- to, to colored to different color enemies. Yeah, from blue to purple, blue to purple, all these space colors. I mean, <laughs> see, you look around my living room, you're like, oh. <laughs> it's space colored when i had my apartment in studio city one room was just neutral the other room was blue and the other one was purple and i was like oh my god oh you know super <laughs> quick sidetrack you know what sam got me recently uh, from daiso yeah they have like character uh like cases uh-huh. it's like cylindrical like clear cases you can put like characters in there so i'm gonna put like you oh, can put like funkos in like there like a holder yeah. yeah 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 protective case yes if you will. okay it's like cylindrical yeah so it was like because cool. she hates boxes well she hates which i'm which i get as she a, hates like literal like, she hates four like angles no she just hates oh. like boxes that like display boxes yeah like boxes and it's like just throw them away yeah and it's like but you know <laughs> filipinos you know like <laughs> yeah. hoarders so she's like she's like please and i was like all right yeah so these are really cool and they're from daiso super cheap yeah so i'm going to put my funkos yeah in those things they got a different like to add on to that sidetrack they have like little level tiers for little Mm. figurines they got multi-layered like shadow boxes it's the spot to go like you don't have to go to michael's to buy like yeah because i do have like my i have like two funkos and then like one of like one other funko type thing and it's just like in the box yeah because i only have my my wanda funko on my desk right now yeah so i'm like the other ones are just on a windowsill in the box so might as well just display them well (laughs) yeah honestly so thanos so yeah again we've discussed them throughout this entire episode if they're if we're familiar with anything about drax it's that thanos is responsible for killing drax's wife and daughter (laughs) <laughs> and that's maintained through the comic book version though uh you know again it's not he doesn't realize it until thanos like 
tells him like, hey, remember what I did? Yeah. Which is also like, why would you do that? Like, you want to wanna remember why you want to kill me? <laughs> it's because I moited your family. And it's like, what? <laughs> murdered <laughs> he them. He murdered her. <laughs> yeah, and so of course, Josh Brolin portrays the indomitable Thanos and so he good. will not buy a Dune popcorn bucket. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with him. What did he say? He said, he's like, I'm not putting my hand in that thing. Amen, brother. Um, and he just recently visited the La Brea Tar Pits, which I got to discuss with That's him. Right. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. That's right. Um, hi, Josh. He also said, uh, <laughs> yeah, he also said he might return yeah as, he wants to return as and, thanos uh, oh yes that's right yeah yes, yes 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 that's crazy yeah that and then jeremy renner being like hey I wanna i'm ready back. i'm like bro if i was jeremy renner i would i would just be i would just tell marvel i'm like send me off like send me off like let's do it oh really yeah yeah well i just feel like i just want him to be like i want him to be there to mentor kate the way that she needs yes to and i feel like that's that's totally fine like yeah. but i feel like he should ask also like I think it's my time the way like mm. the way that um Scarlet is, is done, mm -hmm. Chris is done. Mm. Um Rob, you want him to go proper? No, he doesn't have to die. But I thought we agreed that the Hawkeye ending was like 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 neat as a pin. It was good. Oh yeah, I think it is good, but yeah. it seems like he wants to come back. Yeah. But I don't know why he would say that. Like I get it, but I'm also. Well, like, I mean, it's probably because after the the his accident, yeah, and he's like, all right, like it probably felt like some rejuvenation of like, let's, oh, let's do so. it, let's do it again. But I mean, yeah, I mean, so technically, he's in a good place. He's you know away and everything. Yeah. But if you want to go out with a bang, I guess yeah, like one more, not kill. You don't have to kill him, but if no. you want, but, but if you want, but if you want to, <laughs> not allowed. But if you want to, I <laughs> mean, be normal. Just let him be like. Just let him be with his family. Just let him be with his family. Just like I would. I'm okay with him coming in and dying. I'm just no. <laughs> <laughs> <Why can> I? <laughs> no, like I, I want to see him again. I want to see him away from the, I want to see him as a Hawkeye. I do, but I don't think he needs to be full on in it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I, again, I want him to kind of guide Kate now that she is Hawkeye and that, that she is preparing for the next iteration of Avengers. Sure. I want him to be in there somewhere. I also want him to have another interaction with Yelena, albeit very brief, but in a good way, where they're not like beating each other up <laughs> and crying over Natasha, you know, like, um, but yeah, like a little, just a little bit, just, just a little bit, but he doesn't have to die. He just goes home. <laughs> like he leaves and he's gone. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, but if anything, I would prefer that they don't do anything. Yeah. They just leave him be. Yeah. He's going to be old man Hawkeye one That's day. Fair. <laughs> yeah. Like, let him know. Let him go. We lost too much already. <laughs> um, but yeah. Not nah, kill him. <laughs> <laughs> but it is funny in, in Josh Brolin's uh, case because, yeah, like like a uh, comic book told him. They're like, did you know you're the most killed off character in the MCU now? Because he oh, cause has twice. Because <laughs> twice. He, he's died in the films, but also in What If? He dies in almost every episode. Oh, that's true. And you he get died sliced. in yeah. He died in the, the multiverse of madness. He was dead there too. The Illuminati took him out. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Forgot about that. The the ultimate wow. version of the of the battle. Yeah. So it's interesting that he would want to come back to, into the fray. I'm for it. But if everybody's forgotten about this because no one's talking about it, 
when they open that new ride in Disney California yeah. Adventure, supposedly that's all multiverse Thanos. Oh my like gosh. He's the guy in, he's the why there's a ride, you know? Oh, that'd be insane. And I'm pretty sure it's him. <laughs> so maybe that's what he means. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. I welcome more Thanos. I'm good with it. If it's an AU, like it's it's like a multidimensional thing and it's like another version of him, cool. Bring it. Yeah. Like I'm cool. I, I mean, he is, I mean, he's so good as Thanos. He's just too good. Yeah. I, who doesn't want more Thanos? <laughs> Drax doesn't. That's for sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, like we mentioned above, he Drax never quite, quite gets his revenge despite anything. Um, even, even after all is said and done. Uh, but yeah, the Mad Titan is nowhere to be found. Uh, so yeah, I guess he won. Drax kind of won. <laughs> Depends what universe you're talking exactly. to. <laughs> um, and so speaking of other universes, other versions and other media, uh, yeah, I didn't, I mean, he's obviously very much present in animation. You know, there's the Guardians of the Galaxy cartoon. Yeah. There are different variants, but I did just want to quickly mention the video games. Um, and so first, the first video game I wanted to mention was the one that I played throughout the throughout uh, lockdown, actually. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, the Telltale series. Oh, this, maybe it's before. Um, and he was voiced by uh, Brandon Paul Ells. Uh, and it was a choose-your-adventure game. And it came out in 2017. Mm. Um, but they dropped it like once a month or once every, I don't know what it was. But okay. You only got one chapter at a time. And I think there's five chapters total. Um, and he like died at one point, which is really traumatic for me. Cause I was like, Oh, I wasn't expecting that. Like you have to choose, like, are you going to let dra like he's, it's a, it's a battle. You're trying to escape this tunnel like thing. And Drax decides on his own that he's going to get into the chute that like he could vacate from the spaceship mm -hmm. and you have to choose whether or not you're going to stop him. Oh, and I would always be like, no, I want him to go fight the bad guy like Drax does. Yeah. So he launches out and is immediately killed. And I was like, oh, oh my gosh. and you can't take it back. Like you can't, you can't go back to the chapter before and be like, just kidding. I'm going to choose the other one. No, <laughs> the game, the game does not let you rewind. If you wanted to, you'd have to start from the beginning. Uh -huh. And so I was like, oh my God, he died. <laughs> <laughs> But he, he does show up later on. Like he okay. didn't die. He did get digested by the, the monster and you think <laughs> he dies. But he does kind of what he did in volume two where he's like, I'm here. <laughs> you know, like he bested the animal. Yeah. Um, the beast. Um, but yeah, that the, the telltale Drax very closely resembled the Drax we know from the MCU. Um, and again, a little more backstory to his family, but not as much as Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, released in 2021, where he was voiced by Jason Cavalier. Uh, and again, a very familiar version of Drax, but uh, that version, I believe, is more fleshed out than any of them that we've ever seen. Um, again, simply because of the fact that we not only see the home planet, but we see Ovet, and we get to engage with Kamaria. So that's probably the most we'll ever see of the MCU version because who knows if we'll ever see MCU Drax again. Rip. I agree. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> almost was. So I didn't look too deep into this because I feel like Dave really kind of got it <laughs> from the get-go, right? Yeah, like I think he so. Had it before 
he got he, it before 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 Pratt. Yeah, was cat because then they had that screen test. Exactly right. So they had this incredible screen test that you should definitely look up. <laughs> um, but but yeah, you know, I've, again, it's one of those those things where you kind of know he's got it locked down. But of course, there the one really really big name that was also considered for the role was of course Jason Momoa. <laughs> Of course. Of course. Yeah. Of course, of course. Um, but yeah, you know, I don't think anyone came as close. Uh, I just looked up very quickly. There's another wrestler by the name of Shad Gaspard uh, that was also considered for Jurax. Of course. Oh, yeah. Diamond Honso. He was also considered, but he ended up getting the role of, um, uh, what's his name? What's his name? Korath instead. Mm. And then... Um, Another man by the name of Brian Patrick Wade. But yeah, nobody, everybody was like, you know, the floating fan casting. No one was really concrete, I I would say, aside Momoa for the most part. And Hanso. They were kind of the front runners. Mm -hmm. And then Batista just freaking took it, you know? It was his. So the future of the character at the MCU. (laughs) No future. He has no future. I think he is. I think he's, uh, yeah. He is done. So no, even with like a, even if new guardians come up, yeah, no, he, I don't think he'll come back. He's done. I don't think. I mean, Dave said he doesn't. He's like, I don't want to like go yeah. through that makeup routine ever yeah. again. Yeah, he's like you said once upon a time. He's an older gentleman now. Yeah, he's in I, his mid fifties. I still did not believe. It. <laughs> what the heck is yeah, that? Yeah, no. Yeah, how old is he? He is fifty five years young. Home mid fifties. <laughs> yeah, that's that's so wild to me. I so, thought he was so much younger, but then I'm like, is he? No, he seems very young to me. But um, but yeah, I yeah. don't I don't see Drax ever coming back, nah. which is f- fine. Yeah, oh yeah, totally fine. <laughs> it's totally, totally fine. fine. I think I think again, it's one of those things where it's a classic case of what could happen if they brought him back and he would just not be as funny or the story wouldn't serve him at all. Mm-hmm. He would just be like a prop almost. And so I, yeah, I would rather leave him in where he was in volume three. Should be done with it. Did you enjoy the guardians with Thor? The guardians with Thor. Oh, yeah. during that brief, very brief <laughs> in, in Thor, love and thunder. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, I think their, their dynamic is, um, is pretty, their banter is, is pretty fun. Like they, yeah. they work well with each other, especially with that version of Thor, who's mm-hmm. kind of rediscovered himself and, but still going through a lot. It's so wild to see a situation where Quill is the most serious person. Yeah. <laughs> which is the entirety yeah. of their time with Thor. Um, oh, yeah, but that's that's the one joke that we didn't mention earlier because I omitted Thor uh, respectfully. But it's like a a pirate had a baby with an angel. <laughs> uh, uh, yes. An angel had a... Yeah, a pirate had a... a a baby with an angel. Yes. I had that shirt. They had a shirt at Comic-Con when uh, when Infinity War came out. It was quite literally a, f- a pirate flag with a skull. Yeah. A plus sign, angel wings. <laughs> and equals it Drax. Equals, no. Equals or equals Thor. Mjolnir. So Thor. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I had that for the longest time. Uh, but yeah, the, they didn't, aside those little funny nuances they didn't really have like a straight up dynamic like yeah it was always like kind of thor rocket and groot versus the rest of them yeah 
Um, but yeah, I did enjoy it. I, I, enjoy, I enjoyed them a lot in that film, even though they were only in it for five minutes. Sure. I still love Guardians. So, so. yeah, it kind of made the movie for me, but then I realized, oh, this is bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's another story for another day. So suggested reading. Um, yeah, this one's this one's interesting because, you know, like not unlike the films, he kind of recesses into the background mm-hmm. a lot. But I would just go with the classics. So uh, Invincible Iron Man, his first appearance onward, he's in quite a few issues. He bounces around from from titles to title. But it is a, a very interesting read, especially in his pursuit of Thanos. And so, uh, again, from Jim Starlin, Mike Frederick and Mike Esposito. Uh, as well as the follow-up in 1973's Captain Marvel, specifically issues 29 through 32. Uh, those are the ones uh, that you know Jim Starlin also, uh, you know, fleshed out the the origin story, and you get to learn more about him along with uh, Mike Frederick and Dan Green on the team. And then uh, he has a couple of solo series, but I did really really enjoy 2015's Drax um, from CM Punk. Uh, which was, I think he was his first writing endeavor because he was jumping out of uh, WW whatever, yeah. E or F. I don't know which one it was. I don't, I don't know wrestling. <laughs> WWE. It, yeah. it, got, it went through many changes, but yeah. yeah. I was going to say. Um, but yeah, so CM Punk's like, I don't know if it was his very first, but it was his sort of like, you know, uh, he was slowly coming into the writing fold of, of comics and, and Drax happened to be his first, uh, I think. Uh, along with Cullen Bunn, Scott Hepburn, I know him, and mm-hmm. Matt Miller. Um, so the issue, I think, the the series is, I don't know, eight, twelve issues long. Um, but I I specifically enjoyed the first five, so I would definitely recommend those. And then, of course, last but not least, any modern era of Guardians of the Galaxy, especially if you enjoy Dave Bautista, um, his and his version of the character. Uh, it's the most familiar, and you know it's well drawn, and he's not just running around as a green caped. I need to kill Thanos. Like he actually has some <laughs> personality. <laughs> yeah, so so definitely go get you some of that. And with that, that's the end of the show. Oh, uh, thanks for listening. Next episode, <laughs> just so I can finally stop saying Madame Web. <laughs> Gosh. Uh, at least until we cover uh, the other featured spiders. Join us next time to learn all about Madame Webb in our next episode. And last but not least, thank you to all of our Patreon supporters and a special We Are Groot salute to Ashley, Tyler, Laura, Edgar, Jaliz, Andrea, Eve, Chris, Andrew, Nats, Shari, Ed, Jenny, Ariel, Melanie, Katie, and Robin. Woo! Follow us on social at S-T-R-K-C-N-T-R-S-T. And if you like what you hear, please review, rate, and subscribe. Once again, thank y'all for listening. We will catch you in the next one. See you later. Bye. Bye. Romantic, sexual love. No, no, I don't. For her. No, that is not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, that's... She just told everyone your deepest, darkest secret. Dude, come on. I think you're overreacting a little bit. You must be so embarrassed.